Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we are on episode 5 of season 3 and you may recognise my voice is a little different. Um, I've actually had a cold and was quite unwell last week and was quite unsure if I could even do this podcast but look I'm here and um, I'm doing it so you'll just have a little bit of a croaky voice today <laughs> but um, it's still me and um, um, yeah I suppose also just really important note to mind yourself during this season um, during the winter, I normally, very rarely, uh, would not fall sick. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of colds going around, a lot of flus. So, well, if you're if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, if you're listening from here, um, there's a lot of little bugs going around which can infiltrate our immune system. Um, but yeah, just keeping healthy, keeping strong and doing all the things to keep the immunity high, you know, the cold water, um, the cold water immersion, good nutrition, healthy, fresh fruits and veg, all in season from the ground, um, locally if possible. And um, yeah, loads of water, loads. I was actually having loads of lemon water with honey from my own honey, which is so like antimicrobial um, and fungal and just anti everything in the body, you know, so it's just fantastic. So if you are finding yourself um, getting hit with any bug or anything like that, um, I found the lemon water with honey was just, it really helped me. And um of course, gargling with salt water. And of course, when I go in the sea, a good tip I heard um, to actually lick your hand while you're in the sea, like lick the salt, um, get it into your system. Um, yeah, guys, so that's some tips and tricks for keeping well. And even if you um, if you haven't got a bug, just to even keep your immunity high um, and keep your body full of all the good stuff um, and get as much sunlight as possible. I'm finding these days that like I just you just have to get out as much as you can in that sunlight because otherwise you're in darkness and darkness isn't good for the soul nor the brain nor our chemistry for happy hormones so get as much light as you can. Um but anyways I just said I'd kind of update you on the old voice situation. Um I'm going to bring you this week to Belgium. Um last week I brought you around France and why I was there and this week I want to bring you a bit around Belgium and tell you about why I was there. Um, A lot of my travels I did in life were I suppose a lot to do with chasing wildlife, chasing natural phenomena, chasing I suppose National Geographic pictures <laughs> that I saw, um, expeditions, um, you know, highest mountains kind of thing, um, glaciers, all of that. But I suppose Belgium really was my first step into the unknown and the catalyst for all of my journeys, really, because it grew, I, I grew so much, you know, I was only, uh, was it 19 or something at the time? And 
a young one, like really young, you know, to go somewhere alone for a year. Uh, I was terrified, like I really was scared. Um, but it just, it helped me to grow so much, you know. Um, so I want to take you around there and allow you into that world that I lived in and maybe give you some tips and tricks for places that are really beautiful and really worth visiting. Um, so again, just a thank you to the patrons who support this podcast monthly. I really appreciate your support. And if you can support and are getting something from this, please contribute and help me to keep it going. And if you can't do the monthly, um, you can just make a once-off donation, um, like a kind of a, a gratitude uh, for the work that I'm doing. And next month will be like, <gasps> I can't believe it. It'll be like a year, like I started in January. That'll be like the whole year. I can't believe it. Um, so that's massive. Massive. Because only this time last year, I was kind of thinking about the podcast and planning it and wondering, will I do it? Freaking out. <laughs> wondering what to do. You know, my ego saying, don't do it. Nobody will listen. And, you know, I've had some great feedback. And even during the week, another girl saying that um, she loves it and her Galapagos and Antarctica were her favourite ones, which were my favourite places as well. So, um, you know, it's great. It's great for me to share this. And I could have only dreamed for having this information before I left because I had nothing. Um, just really in the unknown <laughs> as always. Um, but yeah. So let's get going on the adventures, guys. So Belgium really is a super uh, diverse country. They have um, three national languages, Flemish, French and uh, German. Flemish, French and German. Yeah. And um, I had initially... Well, I initially wasn't going to be going to Belgium. It was my Erasmus year from... Uh, UCC we had the choice to go abroad and I'd say 99% of my um, the other students were going to France and I decided literally about I don't know was it just a couple of months literally before the school year ended when all the applications were closing off and I was like maybe I made the wrong decision maybe I should go but I was so freaked out that like my initial thing was like no I'm not going no way no I'm not going I'm sure I'll get the benefits here at home and I'm sure I'll learn the language easy and, you know, that wasn't true, you know. So in the end, I just was like, oh, I'll just go for it. Um, and yeah, so glad I did, you know. So I resided in Brussels for the year and um, it was really funny, actually, me and a friend of mine, we were trying to get accommodation for the year and like it was so hard to get like it was just like we weren't going to a, 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 um, a university at all we were going to a little institute for interpreters and translators so it was really small place um in a good region in brussels i remember it was called uckel or we used to call it uckel but it was like ukle but um it was just a funny name and like we couldn't find anywhere to live and like I was like how oh, I'm going to this country nobody's helping us with accommodation like where are we even going to live um but in the end uh we did find an apartment on some um like proprietor kind of website you know sales agent real estate kind of stuff 
and we were kind of freaked out because like I'd never lived abroad before and I hadn't lived out of home either so we were like is this even real like what if they scam us and like this was like I don't know 11 years ago or something so things were really different then even the internet was different even trusting stuff through the internet was so different and I remember contacting the guy and he was nice and everything he said it would be available and like it was like well I I didn't really fully trust it you know I didn't and my friend was a bit doubtful as well and it was just so stressful like because we were like where are we gonna live what if we land there and then there is no place and it was just like we just didn't know what to do so we actually ended up flying to Belgium for a day which just sounds like nonsense to me now like when I think of it in my head I'm like this is bonkers um we actually flew from Dublin I remember in the morning and we came back that night we were crazy crazy like um so funny though and we actually got to the apartment and we found it and we viewed it and we were happy with it but it was unfurnished there was like two couches in there and like a table and there was nothing in there do you know and we just said to the guy like look will it be furnished by the time we come and he was like yeah and the thing was when we actually did arrive there I remember that September for college we arrived that night and sure there was nothing in the um, there's nothing in the house like it was still the same and I was like well no wonder no wonder there's nothing here <laughs> um but yeah I'll just never forget that original trip when we went for one day I was like we are crazy and getting the trams and even finding where we were going we were completely lost um but it, it did help us feel more calm you know viewing it and seeing it in person and sure flights nowadays are like an hour but yeah, back at the day, it was just, yeah, it was just so much fear, so much fear. Whereas now I would land somewhere and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think twice. But at the same time as well, when you're living somewhere for a year and there's like no accommodation, it can be scary, you know, because um, you want to be comfortable as well. So yeah, so I went to this institute anyway for the year and it was full of all different students from all around the world. And yeah, it was a wonderful um experience um it was really hard at times like I experienced a lot of loneliness sadness like being away from my family and I remember Sundays were very difficult um and you know I remember I'd go walk in the park and there'd be just families everywhere and it was just a real sense of I suppose uh, you're not being like minded anymore you know you're an adult now and you leave the home and that's it you know my first time living at a home so I was I know I'm saying it now like I'm a, I'm a grown-up now I'm an adult I can mind myself but it was just really scary at the time and we all experienced that and the only thing is is that it makes you so much stronger like experiencing loneliness allowing sadness to come up and feeling that nostalgia for your homeland is it's quite powerful in itself because when you can allow yourself to feel that you also get to feel what it's like to be together to be around family to be around loved ones to feel close to people to really have connection because when you have when you feel disconnection it actually makes connection much stronger and much more powerful so in essence like overall like emotions and what we go through in life the dark times or the hard times really allow you to flourish in the good times, you know, and that's what it allowed me to do in a way, you know, th- times were hard and stuff, but also it was an amazing year. 
it was wonderful in every way but it's just sometimes you only see all the amazing photos of how fun it is and it's important to know that like you do go through that up and down ebb and flow of emotions you know it's not all easy and as well at the time another disclosure um I was smoking like cigarettes then um I know it sounds now my voice it's kind of funny it sounds like I smoke now but um no I take care of my body now but back then I smoked like I remember the cigarettes were only like oh they were so cheap they were only like a few euros and like coming from Ireland they were like I remember they were about 10 euros or something here and then they were like only four euros there or something it was so cheap so we used to be buying packets of them like and when I think of it now I'm just like oh my god I'm going to get sick (laughs) how much cigarettes I used to smoke you know like so many like 15 of them a day or even when we had exam times or we'd have a night out, could be 20 a day. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, I look back now and I'm like, what? Like, how did I do that to my poor lungs? Um, it's just not me, you know. And now I just look after my body so well and I love it and I cherish it. And, you know, this is our only home. Our body is our only vehicle for this life. So we really have to look after it. And just be conscious of what we're ingesting, as I always say. Um, Yeah, so I had a wonderful year there exploring the country, going to college there. And um, yeah, just making new friends, having parties and really discovering Brussels in every way between the food, the nightlife, the lifestyle, the people and the languages. Big one. The languages were a big one because people used to come up to me and they'd speak Flemish they'd speak Dutch they'd speak German but really funnily barely anyone would come up and speak French and I was like okay I definitely don't look French then (laughs) so yeah or or English actually English of course English um but yeah so let me take you a bit around the country to where I visited so to start I'll take you a little bit around Brussels um super multicultural um just I suppose because the EU as well is there, it's housed there. Um, So you just have people from international, like, travel, like, every single day. Like, we used to go to this one particular bar and every week you'd meet people from everywhere. Every, like, every, like, you'd never see the same person, ever. So you're always meeting new people and then you have, like, salsa bars and you have beer bars. So basically they have... um the Guinness world record for the most beers so if you like beer that's your spot um so they had this alleyway I'm trying to think of the name of the bar but basically they had about 800 beers on tap so it was crazy and all these different levels and then they had like a laneway cobbled laneway of all these different bars you could actually just get lost in all of them um so if you love beer that's the place um the other things which we used to have regularly were the waffles the waffles are amazing oh my god like if you love food you'll just be walking home from college or whatever you're doing and you're just constantly passing food everywhere and the waffles would be like super thick and um yeah like I'd say like an inch maybe thick and then just like some would be covered in cream and strawberries um and then like chocolate sauce everything you can imagine caramel sauce (gasps) they're so good and they used to be selling them like in the day in the night so if you had a night out you could have one after oh my god sugar heaven um a bit too a bit too much at times you know but good for when people come to visit to show them the waffles 
Um, then they also have the frit, um, so they have the frit moule or moule frit, <laughs> and that's like the mussels and the fries, and they're really famous for their mayonnaise as well. So their mayonnaise is like delicious. Like I never loved mayonnaise so much than in Brussels. It was like a different type of mayonnaise. I don't know what they made it from, but um, then their chips, of course, like you can't get chips like them. The frit. They're like cooked like a few times, like five, I don't know how many times they're cooked, but they keep recooking them and they just come out the most amazingly gorgeous, super tasty chips ever. Um, and then they had something funny they had like in their McDonald's, they had like beers. And I remember at the time I was like, this is really weird. I was like, oh, happy meals in Ireland. Like we have Fanta, Coke, whatever, but over here it's like beer. I was like, this is too weird. So like I started learning very early on that McDonald's changed every country you went to. <laughs> um, and then just like these amazing like pizzerias where like, oh, just the food there is something else. Like the pizza, we used to go to one pizzeria. It was like a famous one. And, and it was just like amazing pizzas, like super big, really thin, like thin, like it would just kind of flop and Oh, it was just so good and they'd put garlic oil all over them they were just divine like that was our treat on a Sunday night this garlic oil pizza it was so good um yeah just amazing and um we used to find as well in the supermarkets like Irish butter and things like that which was really funny as well I was like oh my god there's all Irish products in here which was that was kind of cute um so yeah so in Brussels itself you have the Grand Place which is like a UNESCO site, really pretty, cobblestones, beautiful houses all surrounding, different colours, really old. And um, yeah, they have all sorts of things that go on in there. Like at Christmas, you might have the markets around and then you've restaurants in there as well. And you have a chocolate museum, all different things, because I suppose the chocolate as well in Belgium is very famous. And um, that's one thing as well. When I used to come home for Christmas, I used to bring all the chocolates from Belgium Um yeah they're quite famous for the chocolate and yeah we used to just even pop into the chocolate shops and like buy a few chocolates you know the little you get like single handmade chocolates and they're just so delicious um so you gotta do that if you go there um and yeah it was just a, a wonderful experience there um now at times um, there was one kind of issue I did have with, um, I suppose, the whole prostitution kind of scenario there because they do have like a, a light district like in Amsterdam and our actually place where we lived, not that it was it wasn't next to it, but it was at some distance to it. And, you know, if you were out at night, a very odd time, like you would like you would have to be with people because if you go anywhere near where the light district is, um, you know, cars can be driving by and they might, you know, think that you're part of it, which can happen. And it did happen to me. So that was something to be very cautious about at times, um, late night walking. Um, but luckily, like we had a good group of us, but sometimes if you're just females or if you're kind of only one or two, um, it can feel a bit, uh, predatory. You know, if there's men in their cars, putting down the windows and they're looking at the red light district and it's just, yeah. But like, it's a different world over there. Like it's legal in the Netherlands and I think it's legal in Belgium as well. But it was just a bit of a shock for me when I got there, you know. 
Um, but I got used to it and I learned how to protect myself, you know. Um, but yeah, being asked how much is not something you want to be asked on an evening out. So yeah, it's just again that whole male, female, um, that whole intimidation thing, you know. Um, but, you know, there are also women who may be choosing that path of work and doing it. So it's like, you know, you don't see that many men. I don't remember seeing men in windows or, uh, well, in Amsterdam. Yeah, I don't really recall. I was mostly women, I think. So I guess that's where they get it from, if there's mostly women in there. Um, but yeah. So let's move on to something else, something brighter. Um, so around the country itself, I visited, of course, the beautiful Bruges, um, which was in a movie once. I'm trying to remember in Bruges. Um, but Bruges is lovely. And um, it's like this medieval city full of these canals and just cobbledy roads and just really cute. And you have a belfry tower as well, which you can climb up and view the beautiful place that is there. And again, like Bruges is really famous for lace. It's renowned for lace. So you can actually go in and buy like souvenirs of lace. Um, yeah, so that's really cute. Um, another place I went to was Antwerp, which is famous for diamonds. And like a large proportion of the world's diamonds actually pass through Antwerp. I recall when I was there, I don't know if this was right, but I could... Yeah, they said something like three quarters of the diamonds passed through there or something. It was crazy. And when I went to the museum there as well, they showed us diamonds and they showed us real ones and fake ones. And they actually did a test with us and they were like trying to find the fake one. And I was like, um, uh, I couldn't actually tell, to be honest. I was like, they all look real <laughs> or they all look fake. I don't know. Hard to tell. And then I suppose Antwerp then as like an old town, um, kind of Baroque Flemish style and you've loads of museums again and loads of shopping big shopping there as well um another place i went to up by the coast was um ghent so it's a river port and again it's quite medieval in how it looks and there was a fortress there so there's a big huge castle and I went to the castle actually with the school that I was in, which was really nice. We actually took a bus up, all the students, and we went around the castle. And it's like from the 12th century, so it's super old. And um, like the castle over time, you can look it up on the internet. It's really pretty, the Ghent uh, castle. Over time, like it was actually used as a prison. It was used as a cotton factory. It was used as a court, a mint. Uh, it was also used for mint. Um, so yeah, loads of diverse history there. As well, living in Belgium, I had the opportunity to go into Germany and go up to the Netherlands and just explore the surrounding area. Um, so I used to go to the Netherlands quite a lot because I couldn't actually fly to Ireland direct from Cork. So I used to actually fly into Amsterdam and come down on the train. And the Netherlands are really like they're known as the flat country. So I used to take the train and it was just all flat. So it's really interesting when you travel the world and see like, you know, some countries are flat, some are raised, some are hilly, some are mountainous, volcanic, you know. But yeah, the Netherlands were definitely a flat country, but a good fertile ground um, there. And of course, we know they're very famous for the tulip. Um, yeah, the tulip being very, very, very well known there. Um, I also had the opportunity to explore a bit of Germany and um, I made friends with a lovely German girl. 
and we had the chance to go to a beer fest I'm thinking is that what it's called Oktoberfest um, which was really fun and we went in like the October and yeah what an experience um just get the train down to Germany a couple of hours and Cologne is really beautiful as well as a massive tower you can climb up which we did and see over the town uh, amazing food as well like currywurst which was like um chips and uh curry and you can have sausages if you want and again the food again was just like really good really good food um but massive partying like I don't know could I do it now but uh yeah but it was really lovely to experience it to get dressed up in like these costumes at like eight o'clock in the morning and go out at nine and you know go dancing and see all the costumes of the day but just mad like mad to be on trains at nine in the morning and everybody's just dressed up and drinking beer and I remember thinking like is this legal like we can't drink on the streets at home like this is crazy you know um so the world was very new to me then you know I was very fresh fresh eyed um but yeah again a great experience to have had and yeah thanks to my German friends for bringing me along great fun actually I've been the last week on a little adventures I suppose around Cork as well so I'll let you um, know about them as well so I was down in kind of near Kinsale last week um, and as we know Kinsale is like the food capital so so many nice places to eat there um, but um, was exploring the Charles Fort which is so nice and if you haven't been down there go down for a look really nice walkway um, around the side of it and you can go up by the sea um, the whole way and just have that the sea kind of hugging the the right hand side of the the clip like the walkway which is really nice um also you can go over to like the sandy cove which is like the opposite side of the fort again you can walk around the ruins which are really nice and um yeah again all by the sea so super chill super relaxing um as well i went over by oyster haven which is um yeah as the name suggests oyster haven when you're actually driving up um into oyster haven you can see all the oyster beds it, i mean the tide was low when i was going in but like just so many oyster beds everywhere um and just these big beautiful houses overlooking the sea amazing um and actually swam down there which was lovely but it was so tranquil so quiet like like the area where they have um the kayaking and adventure center like that was quite busy i think there was some kind of a a get together swim going on but like the place where you go beyond that and there's another beach another cove you can drive to um super quiet loads of cute little cottages kayakers and again just like another spot that you can visit that maybe is less ventured to um so yes yeah, so that was really nice um and yeah, and I actually wanted to give an update as well about um, some of the nature bits going on. So I was reading this week um, on Birdwatch Ireland. Um, their website is really good and really informative and educative. Um, they have all sorts of things about um, making like boxes, like whether it's like a nest box, a bat box, a bird box, like all of those sorts of things, which are really helpful. Like I actually have um, a barn owl box, um, which is great. 
um, it just attracts the owls in. And, and last year I had three, well, two owls in particular that used to go out into the forest, um, which I loved seeing at um, dusk. And then, um, yeah, like the bats as well, obviously, you can you can spot them at night as well. If you just stay out after dusk, you can see them. They, they flutter they flap really quickly their their wings you know um, but you can you can go onto their website birdwatch ireland you can actually look all the different instructions they have for making boxes which is amazing um and just to get you more interactive and you know winter is a time for i suppose more indoor kind of um activities so it's a great thing to look at um they also talk about um, bird surveying, which takes place from December to February. And again, it's all about that winter time of like what birds are around, what ones are kind of um, flourishing and what ones have left, you know. And I suppose they specifically want you to look in your gardens um, because our gardens are really important habitats, seeing as a lot of our ground is agricultural. Um and then I suppose again about planting for pollinators like the willow, um, the hazel, the hawthorn, all of these sorts of things for the pollinators. Um, but this week actually I was in my living room one morning and I looked out and I had five um, cute little uh, um, colourful birds. There was two chaffinches and three blue tits and I just was like whoa they were so pretty and they were actually on the willow herb that's outside near the kind of there's a water drain and they were all on on top of it kind of like wrestling it and I was trying to look after I was like is there a seed on it or what's on it but they were really like trying to get something off of it but you know you have to be so quiet um with the um the finches um and there was a goldfinch as well but like you'd be so quiet because they just go so fast. And they just move, you know. So, um, yeah. So if you're listening in and you've been seeing different kind of birds, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you're seeing at the moment. Um, yeah. And I suppose as always, just to remind you to go back to nature. Um, uh, to ground yourself, to center yourself. Um, you know. We live in a time which is, which can be very degrounding and decentering. So, just just keep going back to nature. Keep feeling her pull. Um, keep centering yourself. I've been feeling a bit off center now this week due to feeling ill. So I haven't been able to do that much, um, which is unlike me. Um, I like kind of being active and getting stuff done. But when your body is like, nope, you can't. You need to rest. I. I struggle a bit with my mind so it's so important that um, we take this time of rest and especially with winter hibernation like we must remind ourselves to look at nature nature is now resting and we have to rest more and if we don't obey the rest you know we'll end up flat out for spring you know so it's so important that we really accept this time of rest and surrender to it and allow our bodies to slow down because um, that's really the message we have to slow down and we don't need to have 50 jobs to do you know um also a tiny update on the bees i was telling you about the drones last week that i had a lot of male bees male honeybees at the entrance of one of them and i was a bit worried but i spoke to another beekeeper and they mentioned that it could be a worry 
that I'll just have to wait for spring to see because it's it's actually too cold for inspections at the moment. It's only two degrees, so the bees aren't even coming out this week. Um, it's very cold and it's been very icy and frosty. Um, but it could have been that the queen may have passed and a layer, like a normal worker, may have had to lay and maybe laying drones. I don't know. I really have no idea. Um, but, you know, like nature always has surprises and I'll just have to wait and see. Um, but I'll just hope for the best. And I actually need to get some feed as well for the bees um, just to make sure they have enough. Because um, these cold days will probably demand a lot of, you know, temperature regulation in the hive. And they'll probably be expending temperature or expending energy to keep the hive at that temperature. And it's quite cold. So, um just doing my best as a beekeeper but it's it's hard starting out you just have to keep asking questions and getting books and asking questions and you know you ask one beekeeper something and another one and like t- if you ask 10 beekeepers one question they'll all have a different response um that's the way the beekeeping is <laughs> but anyways guys um i hope you enjoyed belgium um it's a beautiful country worth visiting um, I actually forgot to mention there's one actually other place in Brussels. It's like a mini, it's like a mini world and you go there and everything's like miniature. So that's really cute. I can't remember the name of it now, but I remember being there and just being fascinated by all the little houses, the little sculptures, all the little like the mini Eiffel Tower, the mini, mini everything. It was just so cute. So like that's another one to go to. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed Belgium. It's definitely worth visiting lovely place for a weekend escape and to just eat and get get into the gastronomy you know it's amazing um or the christmas markets as well they're just divine but the food there is you know incomparable and um yeah if you're local head down to kinsale the fort there is amazing and the food of course in kinsale is just to die for um as always keep yourself well healthy and keep uh venturing into the woods and the ocean Stay beneath the sea and stay beneath the trees. And yeah, that should be the mantra for the week, I think. And look after yourselves, guys. And hopefully next week I will be more clear in my throat. And I'm wishing you all the best and loads of good vibes. Okay, have a lovely weekend. Ciao.